1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard As we look back on the first set of post-split fixtures Celtic edge closer to the title with a win at Ross County Reclaiming their six-point lead after Rangers beat Motherwell Dundee are flirting with the drop after being held by St Johnston And it's looking uncomfortable for the likes of St Mirren and Aberdeen And Kilmarnock are getting ready for the top flight after winning the championship On the same weekend Cove Rangers wrapped up League One I'm Gordon Duncan, joining me tonight is Andy Halliday and Hugh Keevans there are people on this programme Who are sometimes prone to exaggeration And I'm looking at me here When I say this But it is in no way an exaggeration To say that the next seven days For Rangers and Celtic Could be stupendous Momentous And wondrous Rangers Possibly Three hours away From a European final For a Scottish club in 2022 That is is an amazing achievement Celtic might be 90 minutes away From a league title Having lost last season's championship By 25 points This is what you call A grand finale The crock Halliday sat out at the weekend What did you make of the football From a watching perspective? Yeah there was some huge fixtures I thought Celtic went about their job Very very professionally uh, Rangers had a little wobble by a bit of madness from Leon Balligan But I'm looking at the foot of the table I felt as if that was a must win game for Dundee But like you said I do feel as if St Mirren's form Aberdeen's form Could they get dragged into that bottom too? Come on then 01419511025 What have you got on your mind? If it was the business end of the season A few weeks ago I don't even know how you refer to this We're really getting close now Just a few games to go In the top flight We're getting divisions One In fact every other league is wrapped up yeah. In Scotland After Kilmarnock and Cove Rangers At the weekend So it's getting to that point in the season The drama Is just around the corner So 01419511025 Celtic fans How important was that Win yesterday What did you make of the game of course As a whole And the return of Kyogo To goal scoring ways How important was it Is that the title now If, if it wasn't already How do we feel about that Let's update things uh, On that front Rangers fans All your thoughts on Saturday's victory at Motherwell going down to 10 men Maybe some fringe players impressing you though Scott Wright, Fashion Sakala What did you make of them? Can they force their way into the thought process ahead of Thursday night? And what about the bottom? I'm looking at you St Mirren and Aberdeen fans Are you worried? How worried are you? Do you think you can get dragged in? Or are you safe at the moment? Let us know 01419511025 What was your result of the weekend? Hugh Keevans Last thing I said here on Saturday evening Was that Celtic were the kings of consistency Therefore I have to go for Ross County nil, Celtic 2 28 league games on the bounce No defeats for Celtic 24 wins, 4 draws They are the kings of consistency They are 90 minutes away from a league title You're just going to go for hearts again No same surprises as you do every week. for me, oh, the jambos again what, talking, what was so special about this one? Well we're talking about uh, wobbles And we certainly had ours in January Since then that's 7 wins, 2 draws in 9 games It's unbelievable form And then you're looking at the game at the weekend 8 first team players missing But business as usual for the Jambos 
Read between the lines here Shameless too. They even managed to win Without me exactly. that, That's what I heard there I don't know about no, you no. But that's, that's It was a wee dig at Callum I can see he's not happy With me through that glass <sighs> Right okay uh, Grudgingly I'll give you that one What about your goal Of the weekend Has to be Dylan Levitt For uh, Dundee United You know he Lovely. He channeled his Inner Archie game always. He weaved through Everyone in the penalty box It was terrific Imagination Terrific determination Terrific ability To score And uh, score past that Very good goalkeeper Craig Gordon Not even the best goal in the game Ellis Sims What a goal Shameless Peter Haring does great Wins the ball back Feeds it into the wee magician Barry Mackay Drives forward Finds a lovely through ball Into Ellis Sims And his weaker foot Blasted it by the goalkeeper There were other games on at the weekend Are you aware of that? It doesn't matter That was a goal at the weekend Although to be fair I'm struggling off the top of my head To find any other in all fairness Obvious to contenders Ewan Henderson Yeah Honour, Honourable mention yeah, Decent yeah. goal Decent goal mm, okay. In all fairness I do, I do, think, player, I do think Dylan Levitt Was probably <laughs> the goal of the weekend But I'm not uh, Right The real fun Forget that Forget the serious stuff Your howler of the weekend If anyone is unfamiliar We open it right up Referees Goalies Strikers Manager Whatever Who, who gets the howler of the weekend Yeah I was so tempted to make it uh, Marvin Bartley With no socks on When he appeared on television <laughs> The other night But uh, I've decided to play it straight The referee Grant Irvin At Pataudry How can the Livingston goalkeeper Max Ryan mm. Come out and fail An opponent with the ball and nothing happens Did you see that? I did see it, yeah So he just sort of decides to Slap Punch No, no it wasn't a punch Was it? Some sort of open palm On Bizarin yeah. Right in the head And I don't, know how that went, I don't know how that went unpunished I actually think there was another decision Within that game That was, was very, very fortunate as well I think Ross McCrory was very lucky That his first booking Wasn't a different colour of card So Yeah, I can't argue with that, Hugh Okay, your howler Oh, I can't. Well, I can't believe you going first. Never picked this. It's got to be Charlie Adam. It has to be. <laughs> the it, is, it is quite comfortably the worst dive I've ever seen in Scottish football history, if not football history. Uh, I think, especially after these comments a couple of weeks ago regarding Lewis Ferguson's theatrics, shall we call it? But yeah, I, I did like the fact that he had a wee laugh at himself after. It. You know, the worst thing about it is that it made producer Callum go viral. Did you yeah. hear about this? Yes, I did. So he put a clip of the Charlie Adam dive on Twitter. And multiple millions of people have watched it Gary Lineker was quote tweeting him Loads of celebrities all on about it And we walked in tonight and he's refusing to speak to all oh, of us yeah. He says we are too small time now Well, Charlie Adams at uh, Pataudry next Saturday So Lewis Ferguson can have a word then Face to face 01419511025 If you want for some reason to talk about that or anything else Now is the time But let's look back on the weekend's action uh, Ange Postacoglu is not talking of the title just yet But he did praise his side's laser focus As they moved another step closer With that 2-0 win in Dingwall We've been walking this tightrope for a very, very long time And, and while others haven't noticed um, I think the reason they haven't noticed Is because the players have dealt with it really well um, You know, you, you look at our record And you look at the, the challenges we've had through that time you know, the players have been laser focused on what's important and what's important is, you know, we, we, we come up to every game, respect our opponent and try and play our football and, and impose ourselves on it and, you know, that's what we have to do today. Like, you know, there's enough commentary about it to say that this wasn't going to be an easy game. The last time they lost here was against us and, you know, so you kind of know it's going to be a difficult encounter. So for us to come away from that with what I thought was a really strong victory, I think is important. Ross is a Celtic fan to kick things off. Is that the title done, Ross? Was it done already? How 
how do you feel after the weekend? Nah, it's definitely not done, Gordon. It's it's still it's still a long way to go. Still games to be played, so I don't want to get too complacent and say it's done. But I just thought Celtic were really professional yesterday. They went up to Dingwall and tough place to go and got the points. So I think the players now realise that it is a, it is within touch and distance, but it is just a case of game by game. So let's just not think too far ahead. Is see Ross has just got that that yeah. fear that that thing that being a football fan does to you. Nothing you, wrong with that. You, exactly. You just want to. Keep a lid on it I suspect you won't No there's a Hollywood finish In line for Celtic uh, If they beat Rangers At Celtic Park on Sunday uh, No one Will convince me Or anybody else That that isn't the title One there and then Because It would then be nine points uh, Ahead of Rangers Effectively ten Because of the goal difference And three games to play So That's the Hollywood finale So but you're waiting for next weekend not, yeah. not done yet for you As I say the, the curtain comes down Celtic If they beat Rangers That's it We don't need to talk about it anymore But I thought yesterday Was extremely professional Jota I thought had been off the boil For Quite some time Came back with a vengeance Made the goal for Kyogo Then scored the goal That settled everyone's nerves In Dingwall So he was outstanding Kyogo Is starting Ever so slowly To come back to what he was Before the injury And it was just a real good performance From Celtic How do you assess The picture at the top Andy? Oh yeah But I, I felt the league was won At Ibrox over a fortnight ago uh, But Ross is right To guard against complacency And more importantly So are Celtic as a, as a team And going up to Dingwall Listen Ross County Have been in great form Especially at home mm. uh, I think there were 11 games Unbeaten up at Dingwall So Celtic knew it was going to be A challenge But you could see For the first whistle That you know, they were right on it And I thought that Going in it 1-0 up at half time I thought that flattered Ross County Some of the chances that Celtic uh, Created Kyogo Easily could have left the pitch With a half-trick at the end of the game But you know Out with maybe another Nervy 10 minutes in the second half Just with the, the fact the scoreline was still 1-0 mm. I thought Celtic were really professional Did it feel like a big game yesterday Ross? You know that the stage that we're at The points gap All the rest of it Rangers having got their three points on Saturday Did it Did it feel like one of those Potentially Title defining afternoons? Definitely, Gordon, um, because Celtic do slip up yesterday. All it takes is for Rangers to get something on Sunday at Parkhead and it's, it's right back on again. So I think it was pressure on us to get the points. But um, no, as I say, I'm, 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 I'm very happy with the performance. I thought we played really well. Um, but I've just got a quick point and it was just in regards to do you think Celtic or maybe think about twice now? Going into Sunday ahead of Rangers playing in Thursday night Because last time at Hamden It was about how Rangers were playing 120 minutes And we had a week off Do you think that comes into it now Or do you think it's a case of We just take it game by game The Celtic should do what? It, so my point is Do you think Celtic will be, a, will be a bit more wary now With the fact that Rangers playing in Europe Or do you think that comes into the fact well, on Sunday? Uh, I, I thought, the fact that it, you know, it didn't go yeah. in Celtic's favour last time I think ultimately is, is what I, Ross is getting at The cup tie for me Rangers get in Celtic's faces And it's up to Celtic to respond in kind And they didn't So Rangers uh, Were the deserved winners of that game It must be at the back of the, the minds of the players uh, However I see it in terms of the grand finale I, I see Celtic with a ground that will have 59,300 Celtic supporters and 700 Rangers supporters uh, having the chance Someone's going to gonna phone in and say that you've got that wrong and there's a 
Segregation that yeah. hasn't been taken into yeah. account. And, you knew that though, didn't you? And, and there'll only be 687 Rangers supporters. But it's there for Celtic to have the grand finale. Lost the league by 25 points last season. You have the chance to win it at Celtic Park. Mm. If, if Ange Postacoglu hasn't already got cult status, he would have cult status if he did it that way. Let's hear a bit more from him. Celtic fans, what did you make of that game yesterday? Like Ross, he is hailing the return to form of Kyogo, who scored for the first time in four months, and Jota, who grabbed the goal and an assist. Yeah, he's, he's a quality player and, and you know, he would be missed in any club. But we, we, we've managed really well without him. But we knew, we know he's got special qualities and he's worked awfully hard to get back in the team. And, you know, he's not 100% sharp yet. If he was, he probably would have had two or three today. But, you know, just getting that goal gives him the reward and hopefully the, 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 the motivation to, to, to keep going and contributing. You know, it's just been really unfortunate this year that, you know, that they've had a disrupted year. But he's worked his, you know, again, he's worked really hard to get back to, to the form we know he can. And, Today he was just really good for the team, you know. He worked really hard and his all-round game was was a lot better and and just in that final third again you can see that you know he was looking threatening like we know he can be. So um you know great for him and I'm not sure there was a, a huge drop off as such, particularly Jota Andy that he certainly wasn't hitting the absolute heights that, that he was at previously, but it's not a bad time to have those two return to form if that's if that's the way it is. I think Jota in particular I think that's his best game For Celtic for a while To be honest I, Like you said I don't think he's been poor For, for, for a number of weeks But certainly quiet uh, And I, I felt throughout the season Where You know Jota's he, he has been For the most part Really consistent But I always feel When he plays against The, the so-called smaller teams I, I feel as if he really Asserts his dominance Creates numerous chances And I thought he had the beating A, a Rush County's fullbacks All day uh, I think Ange uh, Postacoglu was spot on Regarding Kyogo I think You can still see He lacks that little bit Of match sharpness But you can see He's, he's off the ball movement He's, he's predatory instincts He was getting in the right areas And if if he was fully match sharp you, you did expect him To walk away with the match ball Andy's a Celtic fan Andy what impact Did yesterday have on The title race Still life in it Like Ross Was it done already Is it done after yesterday How do you feel about The big picture I think it's actually done already If I'm being completely honest I think Celtic uh, yesterday Crossed what I believe The final frontier Because I believe that That possibly could have had one That, that we maybe no got beat But we could maybe have dropped A couple of points mm-hmm. here Relatively easily I think uh, we probably ruined uh, A few pundits uh, Weekends yesterday afternoon Because I think the, the typewriters Will stop after Sunday uh, Regarding Kyogo um uh, Great to see him back. You have to feel ever so slightly sorry for Yakimakis, to be quite honest, because he's been brilliant. Uh, he's been absolutely brilliant and made an impact when he came on as well. Um, as regards uh, the you know Celtic going forward for here, uh, I wonder if the panel actually believes Rangers can beat Celtic on Sunday because the last uh, two league games were won. Uh, Rangers uh, scored in 117 minutes at Hamden so they've effectively no beat us over 90 minutes uh, for probably 4-5 or five months Andy, even I don't have a typewriter <laughs> we're all laptop boys now uh, but with regard to can Rangers beat Celtic, of course they can <laughs> it's only a, a few days ago since they did beat Celtic ah, but not over 90 minutes says Andy well Andy can take that argument and console himself with it however Rangers beat Celtic uh, and of course they can at Celtic Park Rangers might go into that game off the back of a win in Leipzig and the confidence would then be sky high uh, and 
Nobody's weekend was spoiled The guys just go on with their work And go through their work every day um, And to Andy's Just to confuse things Andy on the line Andy Halliday um, Speaking about you know Kyogo And almost feeling sorry for, for Jackie Marcus. It's not taking him long to Get back into the, the swing of things No but listen Ange says that Any club's going to miss the quality of Kyogo But if one one comes out, the other one that comes in has to, to step up to the plate. And I thought Jakimakis done that extremely well because I still think there was some question marks over over Jakimakis, but always that sort of excuse that he had that he's not really had a run of games, he's not really got up to speed with how Celtic wanted to play. And in the period Kyogo was out, I thought he was excellent. He was top goal scorer in the Scottish Cup that I learnt on Beat the Pundit he last did. week. He scored two hat tricks in five games. He, he was doing a fantastic job. I, I thought he led the line at Ibrox really well in the old Forum game. So for me, I think Ange Postacoglu's got a healthy headache on his hands because it'll be interesting to see if Jakimakis comes back in for that one. So let, let me get this straight, Andy. Because it took Rangers to extra time to beat Celtic last week, you don't think they've got any chance of repeating that this time around? I, I believe come uh, Sunday at, at 3 o'clock, uh, I think Rangers uh, will have taken another doing at Parkhead. Mm. I don't think they're capable of beating Celtic. If Celtic as long as Celtic turn up, uh, but Rangers sort of stopped them turning up last week, didn't they? We, this was the type of call that we had in the lead up to that game that that you know Rangers wouldn't be able to live with Celtic, and it didn't pan out that way. Uh, but if 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 we actually uh, rather concentrate on 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 what we witnessed at Hamden rather than uh, what we wanted to paper over, like at Lump at David, you won't. John Lundstrom has four four uh, yellow cards. Are we still on that? <laughs> Even by this show's standards, this is quite something. Enjoy the fact that you're nearly going to wrap up the league soon, Andy. Thank you for your time. 01419511025. It's time for this. Clyde One Super Scoreboard Golden Goals. Another huge weekend on the Golden Goals front. Every goal Celtic and Rangers scored, we put 250 into the jackpot. Rangers got three, Celtic got two. So that takes us up to 29,000. £500 We are very very close To the 30 grand mark Rangers play on Thursday And then on Sunday When the sides meet We're going to up it to £500 a goal You're talking A lifetime supply of cold beans For you Oh yeah You can't win it But you know In theory So to be in with the chance Of winning that huge amount Tax free Make sure you're in the hat By texting GOAL To 61025 That's G-O-A-L to 61025 It's £2 Plus your standard message rate Over 18s only And the full terms And online entry Are at Clyde1.com It is Across competition So Scottish Cup final day Saturday 21st of May That is when the lines Close So for your chance To be the winner At the end of the season Text GOAL to 61025 Right now And Rangers fans Might be a good time For you to get in touch Because we're going to hear From Giovanni Van Bronckhurst What did he make of the weekend What did you make of the weekend and how big is this week coming up? Get in touch now. You are the voice of Scottish football. Call 0141-951-1025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Hugh Evans and Andy Halliday are here. It's 0141-951-1025. Looking back on all the weekend's biggest talking points. Rangers fans, what did you make of Saturday? Let's hear from Giovanni Van Bronckhurst. He says they did well to adapt after Leon Balogun's red card. He says he was more focused on trying to win the game than any of the refereeing decisions. We have to adjust the, the game plan, of course. I think we uh, we started off really well. We are 1-0 up. We have control of the game. And uh, 
you know, of course, with the with the red card, we have to switch to uh, to a different way of playing. I think we uh, we did it really well, especially the second half. So we had half time to, uh, to to change things a little bit uh, in, when we have the ball, but also defensively. So uh, I think it worked out well, and then uh, you know you just have to uh, make sure you uh, you create the chances. Uh, although you are one man less, but I think the um, the players did really well what we wanted, and uh, you see we could we also with ten men create a lot of chances to score. Obviously there were two tackles. I think both with the intention to win the ball, and um, but you know in in this uh, the margin is really really close in those tackles, and uh, you know we just have to accept uh, the red card we uh, we had. You know we couldn't do anything about. It. It's a decision of the ref, and uh, we had to go on. So I concentrated more on on on, on how to play. Eventually, it gave us the the win. Job well done. I take it, Andy, particularly under the circumstances. Yeah, definitely. I thought I, I thought Rangers were, were fairly comfortable in the opening thirty minutes, but I thought after Leon Balogun's red card, they seemed a little bit just a little bit taken aback for the next ten minutes. Never really got the to grips of the game again. Obviously, then concede to a, uh, to Tierney's header, but I thought. A little tactical sweep, uh, tweak, sorry, by by Van Bronckhorst worked great. I thought Sakala and Scott Wright playing as that the sort of two wide strikers really caused Motherwell problems in the second half, and you know fundamentally they, they deserved to win the game after that. Yeah, comfortable for Rangers. Um, I agree with what Andy said that for, for five or ten minutes the shock of Balogun's tackle, the red card, and the adjustments that had to be made. Um, overwhelmed Rangers Ross Tierney equalised In that period But thereafter it, There was never any doubt About who was going to win the match it, With 10 men Rangers looked as if they had 12 men Against Motherwell's 11 You know Saturday's interesting in itself Andy But it forms part of that That bigger picture About Thursday night We know Rangers attacking options Are limited Did Both Or either one of Sakala and Scott Wright Make the Rangers fans feel a bit better about the attacking options for Thursday. I thought. Listen, I still think uh, the recognised strikers, Alfredo Morelos and, and Kamal Roof, are going to be a huge loss. Uh, but I do think Rangers' approach in the second half. It'll be interesting to see if Giovanni Van Bronckhorst almost tries to replicate that going over to Leipzig on Thursday. I thought in the second half with Scott Arfield almost playing as a, a false nine, and like I said, Sakala and Scott Wright playing as. Sort of wide strikers is that an approach you can put, uh, potentially take on Thursday? Try and uh, try and hit Leipzig on the on the counter attack because I don't really see Sakala as a lone striker. Um, so I, I would be surprised if they go down that route. I think when they done that at Braga, I thought they sort of struggled. So I do think he still has options there. Uh, me personally, I do think he'll go with a a Scott Arfield or a, or a Joe Aribo and a sort of false nine mm. and try and use the pace of Ryan Kent or either Scott Wright and Sakala on the other side to. To cause a threat in the counter-attack What did you make of the weekend? Another Andy, a Rangers fan on the line this time What did you make of that game Andy? Nah, the weekend, it was okay, it was good um, um, I quite agree with the pundits uh, the, After the, the, the sending off We kind of lost our way a wee bit But I was, I was never I don't know, I was never kind of worried That we were going to go on to win the game To be able to be honest with you Because uh, Murrowell mm. I know, I know Murrowell's your team But Murrowell have been really, really poor since the beginning of the year kind of thing or even up to Christmas and that you know, I think you're being uh, kind Andy to be honest I yeah, thank you for that aye. so I think they just scraped in you know um, on the expense of Livingston um, my point is yeah. but, I'll tell you um, what let's deal with the game first Andy you're more than welcome to come back in that that was the reality of it Hugh the Rangers dealt with it professionally at the same time as Motherwell were extremely poor in the second half as soon as Scott Wright hit that uh, shot to make it 2-1 
That was game over We could all have gone home um, Motherwell did not have the tools to come back and worry Rangers And as I say, Rangers, you would never have suspected That Rangers had 10 men and were playing 11 Because they swamped and overwhelmed Motherwell So there's a, a lot to be done if you're Graham Alexander A lot to be done with the personnel there But uh, Rangers did what they had to do Which was put a bit of pressure on Celtic It didn't work because Celtic won the game in Dingwall mm-hmm. But Rangers fulfilled their part of the bargain What about the, the red card that Andy mentions um, Even after that he says you know didn't really fear um, that Rangers were going to lose any complaints about Leon Balogun's sending no, off? No, you, you, uh, anyone who finds grounds for complaint with that is is only speaking through bias because the, the, there's no way that anyone can look at that and say it's not a red cap. No, I I thought there was three three key incidents in the game that, that Nick Walsh had to referee and I thought he got all three of them spot on. I think with the Leon Balogun tackle, you always run the risk when you go in to try and win the ball with your, with your studs up like that and he doesn't even win the ball cleanly he sort of comes over the top of it and, and it is a dangerous tackle I think he got it spot on What were the other two? Uh, Ujala is that, is that right? I, I I don't see that as a red card you know he, he's obviously sliding and he's lunged in to get the ball and he almost comes for the side but I don't really see that as endangering an opponent there is force in there but I always argue the case when you make a slide tackle there's going to be force so I don't see that as a red card offence and then the, the, the penalty incident I actually thought in real time it's never a penalty and then you see the replay I think it's actually a great decision by Nick Walsh I think uh, Mugabe he, he, he sort of swipes the callous feet before he ever makes any contact on the ball so I thought it was a great decision Here we are praise refs when yep. it's due because it doesn't always happen uh, what was your other point Andy? Right, um, first and foremost, I want to say this up front, right, a lot of people accuse me on Twitter of being a wind-up merchant, right, but I'm really no winding up here, right, I really believe this, right. After It's an interesting way to start, Andy. <laughs> it makes me think, you know, you know take it away. Shot down, I know I'm going to get shot down in flames by <laughs> by Mr. Keevans anyway, for, for, for 100% anyway. After um, Gerard had left, right, Gio had kind of kept the team the same kind of thing, right, and I know Gerard went a wee bit stale, a lot of Rangers supporters think that, and that... Me included, right? But we were we were still kind of winning games, if you know what I mean, right? Um, after Gio had come in, he kind of kept the team the same for a few games. We were winning games. Then we started, he started changing it. And we started kind of dropping points. No actually losing games apart from the Celtic game. That was, we just didn't turn up that game. And then at Ibrox, I think, to be real honest, I think Celtic get lucky a wee bit. But anyway, in between that, we were dropping a lot of points by draws and things like that. Now, I've seen on Twitter, and it's a Celtic supporter that actually put it on Twitter saying that if Celtic go on to win the league this season, it would be one of the... I don't know if the word worst was mentioned, but it was one of the poorest Celtic teams to win the league um, and we a challenge for a long time. And, and I 100% agree with that as well. Now, I don't think the title is over right now, but I think if Celtic win on Sunday, which I don't think they will do, right? Because I think, I think after the weekend, and I know somebody came on earlier on saying that they won in the 90 minutes, but... Rangers played Celtic off the park from zero to 90, well, 120 minutes, whatever it is, you know, and that's us already done 120 minutes during the Europa League kind of thing, you know. I'm always um, surprised at the reaction to some of these games, Andy, because everybody, every single person that's come on this show said Rangers deserve to win that game last weekend. No doubt about it. Did they play Celtic off the park from start to finish, though? Seriously? You did, you did but you had a Celtic supporter on not that long ago on the Tonight Show saying... The Rangers um, 
Celtic were a better team I, I, I don't know what game he was watching No, I don't think anyone on the show agrees with that Anyway, so your, your general point is If Celtic win the league It's the worst Celtic team to, to win the league in your lifetime, yeah? I just say that it's the poorest Celtic team and To me, personally Celtic, if when Celtic going to win the league this year, right? We have gave we not gave the league away, but we mm. Rangers have lost the league, um, being poor and drawing too many games. I mean, ninety six minutes or ninety four minutes at Ross mm. County, so forth, and then being two nothing up, pulling Motherwell off the park at Ibrox, and then having to come back and they came back and drew with it. I mean, we have, we have, we've kind of took yeah. an eye off the wall a wee bit. I think Europe's been a a wee bit of a distraction for us. You know, if we're going to win Europa League, which We've got a good chance of doing If we get through Leipzig I think we've got a good chance of doing But if we're going to win the Europa League Then that will be forgotten Is that not just the nature of League football though Andy? Like whoever doesn't win the league Will have dropped points That, that That's kind of how they don't win the league Is it really Does it make you feel any better To take anything away from the team That doesn't drop points And goes on and wins the league? I, I'll really be honest with you I don't think Celtic are that good I really don't I mean, they play one way of system, right? And they've been found out in the Europa League and the Conference League that they play, and plays one way of football. I mean, I'm a football fan. I'm a Rangers fan, but I'm a football fan. And I do watch Celtic. I mean, people might slag me off for doing that, but I do watch Celtic in Europe. And they've played off the park against Bobo Glint, you know, both games. And, and they play one, they've found out in the Europa League with a wee bit of a better standard of football. Rangers at Parkhead a few weeks ago when they, they lost. Three nothing. We were a better team in the second uh, half of that game. We just couldn't score, and and for some reason, I don't know why we didn't turn up in the first half. You know, but I honestly believe that Rangers have thrown the way the league this year rather than Celtic winning the league if they win it. They go on to win it. Well, Andy said they, I was one hundred percent certain to disagree with him. I one hundred percent disagree with him. Uh, Rangers didn't throw away the league. Celtic will have won it. Uh, Ange Postecoglou came in Inherited what was a disaster area A league that was lost by 25 points He has brought in his own players Those players have constructed The lead that they have over Rangers at the moment If Rangers draw 3-3 in Dingwall And have a 2-goal start And get a 2-2 draw with Muddle Ibrooks, That's their fault It's got nothing to do with Celtic Celtic have gone 28 domestic games in the league Won 24 of them and drawn the other four That's why they're at the top of the league uh, Andy chooses to dismiss the game at Ibrox uh, Where Celtic won They got lucky, Andy got, says Got lucky, yeah, that's always the, the And deep, Rangers were the better team setting. in the second half at Celtic Park, don't you forget Except they couldn't score uh, So for me, Andy's an apologist he's, he's desperately trying to downgrade Celtic's achievement uh, he's correct in that Celtic in Europe It's something the club have to look at That they, they are simply underachieving in Europe They have become a European irrelevance But for Ange Postacoglu to win the title uh, Would be a remarkable achievement And it, he, he won't have won the title Because Rangers couldn't beat Ross County in Dingwall Or Motherwell mm. at Ibrox He'll have done it because of the remarkable consistency That Celtic have shown Always amazes me just from doing this show is the way this stuff always just repeats itself from the other side, depending on who wins. Mm-hmm. We we had loads of calls last season saying, ah, this Rangers team's not they're not that good. I mean, we we Celtic fans, we've 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 chucked it. Look at the points we've dropped. We're a shambles, you know, and, and there's no crowds. I never really fully understand that. So come on, yeah. you two who are brought up in the rivalry. Yeah. Well I'm educate a, me. Well, I'm a simple believer that the league table doesn't lie. 
And in January Rangers were 7 points out ahead So yeah Rangers had a position to go on and win the league But unfortunately for Rangers that A league is consists of 38 games Not 20 And since that January period Celtic have went on a remarkable run And you're certainly not a poor side If you play 28 games Win 24 and draw 4 So the fact of the matter is If Celtic go on to win the league They deserve to win the league Andy's from Govan I'm from Partick This is the way life is here In the west of Scotland mm. Never Ever under any circumstances, give the other lot credit. an ounce of credit. I, I was going to, t- I was going to bring Andy back in to to explain he's gone because what I want to know then is, and someone can phone me up. When you do that, is this designed to make you feel better about your team or actually worse because you've lost supposedly against a team that's I don't, not I, that good? I mean, I, I don't think it will make you feel any better. You're still going to lose the, yeah. the title. But I, I wanted to uh, touch on a point that he talked uh, when he spoke about Celtic's European record at the start of the season. Celtic are a better side now than they were uh, in the early parts of Ange Postecoglou's reign. Like you said, well, they were seven points behind in the league table, but even looked defensively. Defensively, they weren't anywhere near as much as a unit, anywhere near as organised as they are now. So I just think through natural growth, uh, uh, since he came into the job and and got his team playing a certain way in possession, out of possession. They're certainly a better team now than they were then. Go on. During the last break, you were frantically pointing at the league table. You were telling us about your favourite theory that you you introduced at the start of the season. Do you I, like to elaborate? I always feel like the team that wins the league is going to be the team that concedes the uh, the least goals. And I think you can see from the top four, especially that that's the way the sort of league's panned out this year. And I think through periods uh, of the season, Rangers defensively have been nowhere near what they were the season before. Whether that's been injuries, change of partnerships. Defensive errors, lapses of concentration But Celtic's defensive record since the, the early part of the season has been exceptional Thank you Andy 01419511025 It's a great time to call We'll get some travel and you could be up next 01419511025 This is Scottish football's league leader Clyde One Super Scoreboard Hugh Evans, Andy Halliday are in the studio And Barry and Paisley is on the line How's it going Barry? Hi, how you doing, alright? Not bad, what's your point tonight? Good Just the point about uh, Andy, the last caller was talking about mm. um, Rangers kind of did throw it away With stupidity, stupidity I.E. McGregor With his silliness on the goals And everybody keeps saying Oh, but he's, he's did this and he's did that Shots that he has saved How do we know that any other keeper Couldn't have saved that? Do you know what I'm saying? So we have threw away a lot But my main point was to shug um, saying if Selic was to drop points in the last four games surely that would be them throwing it away would it not? Well first of all they haven't dropped any uh, uh, That's what Barry's saying so if Celtic lose the league from here have they thrown it away and that I guess that's him reinforcing his view that Rangers have also thrown it away Well Barry you know the gap between the two teams is six points Uh Celtic beat Rangers at Celtic Park and Ibrox. There's six points for you. Rangers didn't throw it away at Celtic Park at Ibrox. Celtic were better than them, and that's the, there's your six points. How does it work, Andy? So, see the team that finishes second. Do they always throw it away, or is it, is it only this season? You know, did Celtic throw it away last year, or or, or did Rangers go and win it and deserve to win it? Rangers deserve to win it because they were the better. Mm-hmm. And so Celtic not better this season That's what we're trying to get at You know Andy Haldy said The league table doesn't lie Right right now it's two each And when it comes to reason Celtic I'm talking about Ross County And the, the silly points That were thrown away But that's not throw, that, that, yeah, That's but, not but, throwing away yes, but That's but those, not throwing away points That's human error Those silly points only matter 
Barry, if the other team keeps winning? That's what I'm saying That's you throwing it away That's you doing, doing something stupid mm. No it's that's not what, that, 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 that's, that's what throwing your wallet in the bin <laughs> Celtic, <laughs> Celtic, Celtic lost three of their first six games In the league And since then They have been the kings of consistency 28 league games played 24 wins 4 draws So they're there on their own merits if Alan McGregor makes a mistake at uh, the Hearts game at Ibrooks, the Motherwell game at Ibrooks, and in Dingwall, that's human error. That is not a sign that Rangers threw the league away. Alan McGregor made mistakes at big points in the game. That's what professional football is all about. Those who make mistakes at big moments and those who don't. I knew it was too simple to just say, ah, look, the league table doesn't lie. And everyone just yeah. moves on But it's like I said It's still important to realise that When when Rangers had the uh, lead in the league table There was still over 15 games to go There was a lot of football still to be played Listen, if Celtic don't win the league now I probably would say they've thrown it away I mean, the position they're in with four games to go They're six points They've got a huge goal difference But ultimately, if they do throw it away Then Rangers still deserve to win the league Because the league is won over the course of 38 games So... Uh, I do feel it's like I said. It's been Celtic have con- let me just check. Celtic have scored ten more goals than Rangers this season, and they've conceded nine less. Rangers have conceded fifteen more goals than they did in the whole of last season. So I mean, it's clear to see that defensively, especially Rangers haven't been quite the unit that they were last year, and that's the reason there's been these human errors me, and, and, and drop points. For me, the, the fans who are calling in need a coping mechanism. Celtic might be the champions by two o'clock on Sunday afternoon. And the fans need a coping mechanism. Uh, you know, Celtic didn't win the title, Rangers threw it away. Mm. But that's simply not true. That's your coping mechanism to get your night's sleep. It's not true. Barry, we were talking about this before. If that is the case then, if Celtic go on and win the league and you feel Rangers have chucked it away, does that make you feel worse about the full thing? Or better? Because actually they're not that good anyway. No, 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 not at all. No. no, which one is it? That's what I mean. Does it make you feel better or worse? That the Rangers are straight away. Yes. Oh, that's a hard one to answer. Obviously, when we threw those points away, we were six six ahead when Gerard left, and then wrong uh, Gio came in, which obviously upset the apple cart a wee bit. Do you know what I mean? And then, um. Barry, did you did you I, throw I, the I points away? Sure. Barry, did you throw the points away at Celtic Park when losing three 0 and at Ibrooks when losing two one to Celtic? Did you do you consider that the points thrown away, or did Celtic just deserve to win those two games? Oh, Celtic beat us. You know they won it in the first half, definitely. Well, therefore definitely. they scored three goals, but I'm talking about the the stupid mistakes that we've made. Celtic, you know, have they made stupid mistakes and they have done all right? But, oh, but they have, because as Hugh yeah. says, they lost three of the first six. three of the first six games. I, I get the feeling. I mean, we sort of are specialists at going round in circles on things, but this could be the ultimate yeah. topic for going round in circles on. Um, right, oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. Thank you to Barry. Let's hear a bit more from Giovanni Van Bronckhorst. Quickly want to squeeze one more in Before we take another call uh, On the back of that game at the weekend He was delighted with the contribution of Sakala and Scott Wright He says their pace caused Motherwell problems What about them Rangers fans? 
Can they come in and do a job on Thursday? Well, very, very useful. I mean, they both have their qualities. They're quick, uh, they're fast with the ball. Also, their off-the-ball movements are, are good. And especially today, they had a slightly a different role against uh, when we were 10 men, but uh, they did really well. They caused a lot of danger and, um, you know, happy for for, for Scott, he scored twice. And, uh, of course, the captain never, almost never fails on the spot. Uh, what do you think then ahead of Thursday? Is that giving you any... Extra optimism, encouragement. The injuries are bad up there. Um, what about Scott Wright and Fashion Sakala? Let's squeeze in one more. John Paul is a Celtic fan. What's your point tonight, John Paul? Evening, Bob. And here, Andy. Um, just having a wee chuckle to myself there. You know, the last time call up, especially Andy. You know, he was talking about Celtic not being a good team. Um, and I look at the, I look at the players that are playing this team. You know, Joe Hart has come in and made a massive difference. Played in the English Premier League, won the English Premier League, played in England. Carl McGregor representing Scotland as, as captain at times at Celtic at times you know um, a player up top of Kyogo who, who Iniesta said that he wish he played in his day and he's a, mid, he's a midfielder's dream you know I guess I had a wee about that you know but what, what I would say is and I, I think I'm quite fair at times you know I'm not going to say Rangers are a team because they're clearly no you know and, uh, <laughs> it's a wee bit of giving them praise you know and, and Although it hurts, you know, they're a good side. Rangers are a good side. They won the league last year. They've got good players. They've got players who can hurt you. I think Celtic are a good side. I think Hearts are a very, very good side. I'm getting Andy something here today. But my point is, with, 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 the, with the throwing the league away, you know, Celtic were seven points behind because Rangers were better in the first half of the season. And Postacoglu went out and got players to reinforce. It's no question that these players have hit the ground running. He had to get players uh, with the right mentality, the, the right attitude, that are going to show the right desire and players with a wee bit of quality. Now, he's had to do that and Celtic had to overcome that gap of seven points. They've done that, we're sitting six points clear because we've been the better team over a full season. You know, it's, I, I, I think I'm fair and I think that's a fair point. You know, it's not just saying that Celtic only a good side because Rangers threw it away. Obviously, Rangers got points. Celtic dropped nine points in their first three away a weekend. Away at Hearts, away to Rangers, away to Livingston. So, over a season, it's not just over. Christmas or as Andy said there were still 15 games to go after the new year that's half a season to be played so it's all about throwing away Celtic have been the better team this year like Rangers were better than us last year Yeah I think you when it's when it's all said and done if it's said and done in the fashion that it sits at the moment with uh-huh. Celtic at top of the tree I think obviously the recruitment is going to be a huge factor within that isn't it? Yeah you look at the players who have come to the fore uh, all signed by Ange Postacoglu um, when everyone said they can't all hit the ground running well pretty much they have yeah uh, so for me this whole debate is about coping the Rangers fans are trying to cope with the fact that the league might be tied up on Sunday afternoon and the defence mechanism is to say Rangers threw it away it is nonsensical of course it's unfair and it's not showing any appreciation of what the game's all about. But yeah, like we said, Andy, the recruitment. <clears throat> on one hand, Celtic obviously had to because well, yeah. they barely had a team left after last season. Um, but in particular, some of the, the main men that have come in and you, we're talking at the weekend about Jota and Kyogo. Yeah, I think John Paul makes a good point and, it, and it's something we've touched on a couple of times on the show. We always felt that Ange Postacoglu needed a few windows. I'm actually surprised at how well his business has done in two. Uh, and even listen, even in November and December, Celtic's form was great. But you still looked at the team that was being put out the bench. It was still short of numbers. And then in January, you look at the players that they've recruited. Then, you know, Hatati's came in, made an impact. O'Reilly's made an impact. That D- Dizamed has made an impact. Whereas Rangers, 
January certainly wasn't anywhere near as as uh, as much as an impact for the football team on the field. You know, the young Polish right back to the place. Nathan Parson has made one appearance in the Scottish Cup against Annan and Adam Ramsey and Diallo's output compared to the the wages that's costing the club certainly not been enough. So, I think Ange Postecoglou deserves a lot of credit for the recruitment he's done. And since then, they've went on a, a remarkable run that's put them top of the table. Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, the scottishsun.co.uk slash football. Come on then, it's beat the pundit time. Andy Halliday, he's not played in a couple of weeks, have you? No, two weeks I've missed, yeah. Mm, he's the only guy that actually enjoys it in here, I think. If you fancy taking on him or Hugh Keevans, you need to call now. You need to call before seven o'clock on this number. 0141 951 1025. And you could be playing Beat the Pundit next. Thank you to John Paul. Tackle the headlines. 0141-951-1025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Hugh Evans and Andy Halliday are here. It's 0141-951-1025. Trying to work our way around the talking points from a busy weekend. What about at the bottom? Any St Mirren or Aberdeen fans out there worried or are people like me getting carried away by even asking the question? Let us know. It was another disappointing weekend for you. Uh, pick up the phone and let us know your thoughts. And of course, lots has always been said about Celtic and Rangers at the top. We'll do this first. Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, the Scottish slash football. Come on then, beat the pundit, a new week. Producer Callum was telling us, I don't know if this was meant to be a secret too late. Uh, apparently, we've only got five balls left. Ah. So, really, we can't, we literally cannot afford any more than five pundit defeats between now and the end of the season. Get Andy on then. But there's every chance that it will happen. Kevin is in Easter House. How's it going, Kevin? I am good. How are you? Yeah, good, thanks. Have you ever played before? I have not, no. You're a Celtic man, you'll want to get one over Nandy Halliday, surely. Yeah, I will. As I said to the, the, car, uh, the producer, either two, the two of them have got a wealth of knowledge, so it's quite a hard one oh, anyway. flattery to kick us up and running, that's nice, I like that. Hoping that you'll take it easy on him. I don't think you'll need that for Hugh. Heads, it will be Hugh, tails, it's Andy. He's back in the saddle, it's tails, Andy against Kevin. From Easter House So we are going to put 30 seconds on the clock But not before We say goodbye to Andy for a second And give him Clyde 2 in his ear Kevin 30 seconds Answer as many as you can And you're welcome to pass if you don't know Okay No worries Right let's go 30 seconds starting now Who was Celtic's top league scorer last season? Uh, Pass Name the only Scotsman who scored in the English Premier League at the weekend uh, pass again Name the last German team Rangers beat in Europe uh, Dortmund. Which side did Ki Sung Young join After leaving Celtic in 2012 Swansea City Which club have been The Scottish Cup runner up Three times since 2012 Aberdeen Name any manager in the SPFL Who's also registered as a player For their team Marvin Bartley Do you know what yeah, I feel like giving you half a point for that uh, Let's bring back Andy Halliday Can yep. you hear us Yep Bit of rust maybe A few weeks we'll Not competed we'll see, but I should be alright mm-hmm. Okay we'll find out 30 seconds starting now Who was Celtic's Top league scorer Last season Christy Name the only Scotsman Who scored in the English Premier League At the weekend Andy Robertson Name the last German team Rangers beat in Europe Dortmund Which side did Ki Sung Young join After leaving Celtic In 2012 Swansea Which club have been Scottish Cup runner up Three times Since 2012 Parts Name any manager in the SPFL Who's also registered as a player for their team Pass Name the only Turkish player Who's played in the Scottish Premiership this season Chief G. 
What do you think, Kevin? Ah, oh, he's done me. Easy. Oh, a shocking answer in there. Do you know what, Kevin? He wasn't as good as I thought he was going to be. No. But has he done enough? Who was Celtic's top league scorer Edward. last season? Odson Edward. Terrible. No, it was terrible. I expected better from both of you. Kevin's a Celtic I fan. I know. Odson Edward. He actually scored a decent amount of goals last season, but because Celtic lost the league and it was a great time, it was like everything got put in the bin. 19, did he get 19? His goal return wasn't bad. 18. Um, the last, uh, the only Scotsman who scored in the English Premier League at the weekend was our skipper, Andy Robertson. And they got that. It was in the Merseyside Derby in front of the cop. He enjoyed that, didn't he? Understandably. So it's 1 0, Andy. You both got Borussia Dortmund. You both got Swansea for Ki Sung Young. So Andy stays in front. The runner-up three times since 2012 is the other one. It's Hibs. Is it? Um, so none of you got that. Still 3-2, is it, to Andy? Uh, did you deliberately pass this last one because it's one of your arch nemesis? Who's that? Willie Gibson. Was he a player? Gary Irvin or Jamie Hamill. No, I wouldn't go any. No. No. Have you spoken to Willie Gibson since your infamous square goal? No. just... <laughs> 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 Nothing <laughs> usually rattles this guy Hugh But I think he's a bit uncomfortable <laughs> no, by I'm this I'm just laughing because Because he invited I mean, you into the car park goes every week. I like that one though That was my favourite Because uh, he, he was spotted offering you into the car park was wasn't good, he Good TV timing wasn't it It was good um, So I'm afraid that's the end of the line for you Kevin Andy got one more And he's just rubbed salt in it as well Because Nadir Chiefchi yeah. is the only Turkish player You did not too bad Tough questions You got two But Andy got four Hard lines Nah, good day, well done Andy Good Cheers, man Cheers mate, well done well Another done. victory Yep, no bad, no ring rust here You lost this five season? Balls. No, I'm not, I lost once last year mm. You know what's funny, my girlfriend messaged me saying Andy Robertson, he's the Scottish person who scored at the weekend in the prem <laughs> <laughs> These things are a family affair Tony Watt uh, revealed on Friday night That his wife had been doing mock tests with him if you like oh, And had somehow Did he, want, did uh, did he win? No, I lost the tiebreaker But do you know somehow She predicted one of the questions Wow She said uh, Where are Clyde. Where are Clyde going to ground share And that actually turned out On Beat the Pundit Hamilton yeah. yeah So see Everyone's family's getting involved too That's how serious The nation takes Beat the Pundit well, I take it very seriously Oh we know that All I ever hear when I go home is You're right at that <laughs> No nah, support you're not bad. In the Keevans household uh, Right 01419511025 On the phones Or at Clyde SSB On Twitter uh, Let's speak to Bill Who's a Celtic fan What did you take away From the weekend Bill? I was absolutely delighted To see Jota In particular recovering And coming back To something like The form he showed At the end of the season And of course Kyogo such a magician In the way such a small man managed to jump up as high and head the ball out, out you know, beyond the keeper. But in addition to that, um, prior to the game, many of the pundits were uh, were uh, claiming that Celtic were under pressure. I don't remember hearing anyone uh, in the newspapers or anywhere else saying that Rangers were under any form of, of pressure. I think the only bottle that's likely to clack, crash in the coming days is likely to be the sound of the champagne bottles hitting the bucket after Celtic win the league So so you don't think Celtic were under pressure at the weekend? Bearing in mind they came through it and they did well and they should be commended for that but how were they not under pressure Bill with five games to go to try and win a title? Equally Rangers were under pressure Yeah but obviously like people put the spotlight on the team at the top now you're hearing this and taking it as a big insult because it's your team 
But you know Whoever's at the top With a few games to go Is under a bit of pressure Are they not? They are But equally so The team that's chasing them They needs to win Almost every game To try and win the champ The, the league They're also under pressure but there's no mention of that in any of the papers or any of the pundits talking about it. It was all just Celtic, you know, are under pressure and their bottles going to go in one thing or another. Oh, I, don't know, I don't know if that's fair I, 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 Listen I think it's fair to say Celtic are still under pressure When it comes to the business end of the season And you're trying to hold on to a, a lead to win the, the, the league title But no one no one predicted them to lose at Ross County It's just more a, a praise on how they went about their job It wasn't a, a nervy affair It was relatively comfortable and just a professional job I think, I think that's fair th- there, is all, there is a bit of truthful Hugh And whether it comes around or, or why it comes around I should say I suspect Bill thinks it's some sort of Slight on his team Or some sort of Anti-Celtic thing Which which is far from it It's generally Whoever's at the top People were trying To build a case At the weekend Because that's You know that's what you do Celtic lost against Rangers Last weekend Alright You know Is there a chink in the armour Can they oh. handle the, These questions were being asked So yeah, fair play to Celtic but, For answering them Yeah but In the aftermath Of the cup tie You are Legitimately entitled To say Will this have any effect On Celtic In their next mm. league game Which is Ross County away And the answer might be no And turned out to be no Yeah Now When Rangers won At Motherwell I said on Saturday It would be naive To say that Celtic Are un- under pressure Because If Celtic had lost In Dingwall And we have Spoken all night About how professional They were In their approach To the match And Got a well-deserved victory That ought to have been at least Double the amount that they, they got Celtic handled that very well And Ange Postacoglu himself spoke afterwards About the tightrope He mentioned the word tightrope And that's what it is like If Rangers had you know, Rangers were under pressure to win at Motherwell Because if they don't win at Motherwell Then it hands everything over to Celtic The following day but it did win, and therefore the gap was three points. Now, had Celtic lost, hypothetically, had Celtic lost, then the next opponent is Rangers, with the potential for the gap to be non-existent other than goal difference. So I, I know that fans believe that the press all get down on their knees every night and pray that Celtic lose. <laughs> it's just not like that. You're living in a fantasy world. Uh, Bill, what do days like yesterday do for your appetite to see Jota become a a permanent Celtic player? If if he maintains that type of form uh, that he has shown in the early part of the season and and again yesterday, then, you know, fantastic to look forward to uh, Jota for next season. And of course, and of course, Cameron Vickers as well. Cameron Vickers as well. I think you're spot on Bill Because for me Jota got all the plaudits And deservedly so For his impact on the game Especially in both goals But Cameron Carter-Vickers For me has been certainly One of Celtic's standouts Of the season I thought even yesterday For as comfortable as Celtic Were any sort of Sniffer opportunity Ross County got to get up the park Where it was trying to go direct To, to white up front Or in behind for Charles Cook I mean The only person Or, or the main person That was there To to, to snuffle out any danger Was always Carter Vickers I think he's been An excellent signing For Celtic this a year A lot's been made Of Jota's post-match interview When he was asked about Joining on a permanent contract And he I'm not saying He ducked the question But he He gave a A very nice Polite answer Which did not answer The question uh, So We'll have to see Where that deal is uh, I think the most important thing Was that Jota Having been quiet As Andy has acknowledged 
Having been quiet for some time He came back yesterday with a vengeance And now we wait to see where club and player are at mm. In terms of the contract What's your gut telling you on that? Is it just natural that you, that you would sort of wait to the summer And assess options? Some people maybe feel that the longer it goes on The less chance it's got happening And it makes yeah. you fear the worst Is that not the case? I, I, to be honest I'm slightly leaning towards the. Uh, listen if I'm a Celtic fan I'm looking at it from the outside in I'm thinking why is it not done now he's, he's, he's been performing for the most part of the season Why did Celtic not approach For a permanent transfer in January But I also know being, being inside football That these things do take time And maybe Jota is looking to see how the summer goes Sits back with his family and makes a decision then But it certainly looks as if he's, he's enjoyed mm. his football at Celtic he enjoyed his celebration yesterday When he ran off and grabbed an unsuspecting policeman yeah. In the the corner at Dingwall uh, It was going towards the recycling bins Having gone right <laughs> past the Celtic support behind the goal It looked like the Celtic players knew how big that goal was oh, yeah. Didn't it? I mean, yeah. you know, 1-0 like Celtic obviously controlled the game But as we know, anything can happen at 1-0 It looked like they, they, they knew just how important that second there, was There had been one or two moments I mean, the, it reminded me of the, the game against Livingston earlier When Celtic having not won at Livy for four seasons Went that day and the fans were 100% into it the team were 100% into it and they they did a number on Livingston it was like that yesterday but when you got to 15 minutes to go 10 minutes to go it's still 1-0 you always have to think that there's scope here for uh, a surprise a, a goal against the run of play for the other team so when Jota scored, you could tell by the reaction behind the goal how much it meant to, mm. to the Celtic players and supporters. Thank you, Bill. Let's bring in Jim, who's a Rangers fan. A lot's been said already, Jim, about this weekend's results and whether that ends the title race, whether it was over already, whether there's still a lot of life left in it. How do you feel? As I said to the producer, it comes down to this game on Sunday. If Rangers win at Parkhead on Sunday... It's not over. There's going to be a lot of squeaky bums on the other half of Glasgow. If Celtic get a draw or win, league's over. So not done yet for you? No. How likely is that, do you think? So let's crunch the numbers. Rangers go to Celtic Park, win, cuts it to three points with an inferior goal difference. Um, so you, you back in Celtic to then drop points in essentially two more of their games after that? Two draws and... That's they're going to really, really struggle, and they're, they're playing. They're playing the better half of teams in the league now, and teams that they have struggled to play against prior to this. But what what my, my main concern was, we should play four two four on Thursday night. We should go with Kent and Aribo through the middle, mm. with right and Sakala right and left. Four two four. Yep, Lundstrom and Jack in the middle of the park. And your four defenders Golson Balogun Barisset And Bassey Bassey oh, and Tavenier. Oh, Tavenier sorry Tavenier um, Wow uh, That's bold That's very bold um, Leipzig Before the weekend there When they They could beat off Union Berlin Had the best Form in the Bundesliga Since the new manager Took charge in December So <laughs> Certainly not a bad team um, beat Dortmund 4-1 uh, They're striking And Nkunku has 49 goal contributions mm. this season So 
No, they're a very, very good side. Three, see, is it three important players suspended for yeah. the Rangers game? They did lose against Union Berlin. I think they made a couple of changes. Yeah, Any played tonight. Worth, worth, worth yeah, they are. They are playing tonight, aren't they? Yeah. We're talking about a side that are going to be favourites going into the game on Thursday. And to be honest, I think most Rangers fans would snap your hand off for a one-goal defeat and take them back to Ibrox and where where Rangers have a a formidable European record over the last two or three seasons. Four two four. Oh, I've got to disagree with you there, Jim. Uh, what about Jim's sort of theory, Hugh? Because of course, arithmetically, it stacks up. Of course, it yeah. does. Um, so Jim says, you know, Rangers can go to Celtic and win, and Celtic can then draw two more of their games. And you know he's not throwing in the towel just yet. Well, you can't fight arithmetic, uh, and arithmetically, he's correct. You know, if Rangers go to Celtic on Sunday, win the match, Celtic three points ahead, effectively four with the the goal difference, and then, as I say, you can't fight arithmetic. It it's not over because there are three games to go, and the lead is four ish points. So you, arithmetic tells you that it is still possible, um, but I think he's got the all of the scenarios spot on. If it's a draw, no use to Rangers. If it's a defeat, it's practically yeah, the, the Le- championship. Leipzig aren't playing tonight, by the way. I think there was maybe was a game scheduled at some point, um, but they don't appear to be, um, unless I'm missing something. Andy, that's a lot that has to happen. I think that's yeah. everyone would agree with that. But you know, football's good. Since the dawn of time Littered with mad Events And strange results And all the rest of it But you're looking for a few Different things that needs to take place Yeah well uh, The earlier Caller The Celtic fan Can't quite remember his name Was was guarding against complacency So uh, so I don't blame Jim For still having that That feeling of hope And, and Hugh was dealing in arithmetic I'll, I'll deal in logic I just don't see a, a team That's won 24 games And drew 4 games In the last 28 games To now Lose a game And draw 2 In the last 4 just don't see it It's next Monday Hugh There you are ah, it's, the right. ne- it's next Monday That they play in between uh, The Rangers games uh, Thank you very much To Jim It's 01419511025 Going to get a full time teaser Going to take more of your calls On some other talking points From the weekend um, Let me run this past you Before we do anything though Super Scoreboard European Football Coverage With Moyer and Sweeney Litigation A multi-award winning law firm With a name you can trust Yes, Moyer and Sweeney Litigation Again, are sponsors of European Football Coverage Here on Clyde One Super Scoreboard To celebrate, they're giving you the chance To win a 58-inch Samsung 4K TV And an Amazon Echo Show Hugh Evans has no idea what those are But they're very good So thanks to Moyer and Sweeney Litigation a Multi-award winning law firm Offering high quality Discreet legal service In a wide range of matters Criminal defence Family law Road traffic Public inquiries Personal injury And a load more If you go to Clyde1.com You can find out more about them And enter for that chance To win The 58 inch Samsung TV And the Amazon Echo It's all thanks to Moira and Sweeney Litigation Who are sponsors Of our European football coverage Here on Clyde One Super Scoreboard Taking your calls on Scottish football 0141 951 1025 This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard Hugh Evans and Andy Halliday are here 0141 951 1025 Or Twitter at Clyde SSB Got a full time teaser for you I think you in particular Andy Halliday With the assistance of Hugh of course Are going to scoosh this one So I, um, so I let, same as last week Let Hugh No, no I think you can both just Combined effort It's Dino from Clyde Bank 
Who sent it in Thank you to Dino Fulltime at Clyde1.com um, Can you name the last 10 players To have scored Two or more goals In a single game Between Celtic and Rangers Rangers and Celtic uh, And it's in every competition Sorry So Looking for the last 10 players To score Two or more goals In a single game Between Celtic and Rangers Rangers and Celtic So against each other? Yeah 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 right okay um, Connor Dembele Goldson. Oh sorry Dembele yes Goldson yes Edward Edward yes okay We'll leave it there I think you will scoosh this I, I think it might be one of these Rare occasions You do it without even getting any wrong So we'll see how we oh, go I don't know. Uh, That was Dino on fulltime At Clyde1.com On the email Let's bring in Karen Who's an Aberdeen fan from Lanark Are you a worried Aberdeen fan After the results at the weekend Karen? I am a, But I think I would be more worried If I was a St Mirren fan I was just looking up the stats And Aberdeen are dire with taking four points for the last four. Uh, St Mirren have had nil. I think I'd be worried if I was heading to St Johnson away in the 11th of May if we don't pick up any points against Dundee or Hibernian at Easter Road. I think that's. I think if we get a win under our belt against the Dundee, I think we're safe. But I've heard uh, comments of oh, the referee this, the referee that, but I think a lot of the Don's fans are forgetting that we get the rub of the green against Livingston away earlier on in the season with handball goals. So you could argue that these things even themselves out over the whole of the season. Karen, but Karen, that, wow, listen, this that, is that, a first. that type of logic and understanding does not wash on this show, Karen. You're, that's far too sensible. But I appreciate... I'm fan though So I do I'm logical <laughs> No comment uh, I, I get that point Hugh Fair enough um, Look five points With St Mirren and Aberdeen Are five points Clear of the playoff spot yep. With five games to go That is still a, a lot It's still a big ask But What Karen is feeling And what probably Some St Mirren fans are feeling If they want to phone in Is the fear of The of downward momentum yeah. Of not having any form To make you believe that you, that you can pick anything up And fear that the team's just below you Might Come and, and bite you So Should Karen be worried? If Aberdeen Failed to beat Dundee On Saturday At Pataudry Then Karen should be Desperately concerned Aberdeen have won One out of fourteen But they're playing A Dundee team Who have won No games After Mark McGee's arrival Ten games ago So If Aberdeen can thrive to lose or draw against Dundee, then I, I think it is a crisis. Um, Motherwell, uh, St Mirren rather, have lost eight of nine under Stephen Robinson and they have a harder game at Perth. I think if the sequence of results is a home win for Aberdeen and a home win for St Johnston, I think it's St Mirren mm. who are in deep trouble. Yeah. Of I course. do agree. Yeah, I was going to say St Johnston and they, you know, they got one point at the weekend. So this, this could have been a whole lot worse. And I know that's a huge if at this time of the season. That's how football works. But um, it's a five-point gap at the moment. What do you think? Yeah, I do. Th- I feel as if the onus was was definitely on Dundee to go and win the game at the weekend. I don't think St Johnston getting a point was a disaster for them by any means. But got to agree with you. I think uh, Aberdeen Dundee. Is of massive importance to Aberdeen. I, I, I think if they fail to win, I, I see personally St Johnson beating St Mirren at the weekend. So, certainly squeaky bum time mm. after that. Are Dundee done? Gone? Yeah, yeah. I, I, you know, I don't so. answer that. Yeah. But I'll nod. 
<laughs> okay. Um, Camera catch that. I, I think if you've played 10 under Mark McGee and won none of them, then you are on a downward spiral. They, they played very well first half against St. Johnston at the weekend, but ultimately is another failure to win a match. As I say, for me, if Dundee go to Aberdeen and get anything, it's a major shock and signs of crisis at Pataudry. Anyone disappointed that we didn't get to see Mark McGee without his kit on? No, just move no, on. No, Great, no, that's no, fine. No. Um, no worries about that whatsoever. Um, yeah, Karen, is there, are there any signs that that give you encouragement that, that you know the worst won't happen and, and you can stave off the threat of St. Johnson? Mm-hmm. I think they've got to start with Ramsey. I think a lot of people were astounded that he didn't start the weekend. And Ramirez has went off the boil, but he's the only recognised striker at Pataudry and he was on the bench as well. Uh, so it is worrying times, as as the panel said, if we get beat by Dundee, uh, we're in the mire. And then a club of Aberdeen stature shouldn't be hoping other teams do them a favour. You know, and I'm hoping Jim Goodwin will be given time to get things right if we stay up. Next season, I'd, but some of these selections did baffle me. Yeah, uh, the weekend. Yeah, I did feel Karen that I feel I felt that the the loss of Ryan Hedges in January was going to be a huge importance to Aberdeen. You, you always seen him as the main sort of creative force for the team, and then ex- except for him, you're you're actually looking at Calvin uh, Ramsey, who seems as if he was he was cropping up with some some great deliveries and assists. But out, you're looking at January onwards, Aberdeen's main source of goals has been a Lewis Ferguson penalty. So that's it coincides with, with Christian Ramirez certainly drying up in terms of goals. Uh, Karen, it was very kind of you to admit that maybe Aberdeen have had some fortunate refereeing decisions in, in previous games, but should the Livingston goalkeeper have been sent off at the weekend? Oh, oh definitely. Uh, I don't think the fact that our players actually gone down like a coupon in the last few matches probably did them any favours. You know, uh, He's carry on against Dundee. I was at Dens Park, was a bit, bit out of order. But see, before I finish, could I wish Andy all the best for the cup final? I've got a lot of close friends that are Hearts fans in Lanark, and I'd love it if they brought the cup home at Tyne Castle. Thank you very much, Karen. You'd Thank love it you. as well, wouldn't you? I mean, your family would disown you, but it'd still be a good day for yeah, you. Exactly. Alone, Scottish Cup final, just sitting win. in your cell, sitting in your own, uh, <laughs> celebrating uh, it at night. Be alone a few months. Oh, you can go up to Lanark. <laughs> I don't know, exactly. I'm sorry out with some pals uh, Thank you Karen Let's hear from um, both managers Because Karen's actually hit upon an, A very interesting point That Marvin Bartley made after the game um, But Jim Goodwin uh, it's, He felt they were the better team He thinks Max Stryak Should have been sent off for Livy I mean look it's another Another very frustrating afternoon for us um, You know uh, It would be a lot easier for me To be coming in here And saying that we were uh, We were outplayed And outclassed And, and um, you know Deserved losers I mean you know, I, I can't say that. I always try and give an honest and fair judgment on what I've seen in the day. And I thought we were the better team. I certainly didn't think we deserved to lose the game. Um, and Livingston scored against the run of play. I saw the Livingston goalkeeper. I don't, I don't want to say punch because it wasn't a punch, but he certainly pushed his two hands into the face of Vinnie Bejuin while the ball is still in play. Um, so I, I think by the letter of the law, it should have been a, a red card and a penalty. But um, you know, I don't want to be coming in here talking about referees. I think. Pundits and you guys have all, you know, have all discussed how poor the officiating has been this year all round. Um, I don't want to add to that. There were some big, big decisions, some key moments in that game that went against us. 
Are you all in agreement That the Levy should have been down to 10 men And Aberdeen yeah. should have had a penalty You know There's sometimes an inclination To be flippant about it all How could the referee miss that But It's very Serious for Aberdeen Because uh, It should have been A red card for the goalkeeper It should have been a penalty for Aberdeen And that Could have Changed the whole complexion of the afternoon So it's a very serious matter I think the, one, the worst part about it for me Was the fact that Bezuin got booked Yeah, yeah. For, I guess for standing for getting, in front of the goalkeeper When he's yeah, trying to and then throw the ball a, out And elbow to the chops I've <laughs> never that. really seen that before The closest we've had this season Was the slap on Kyogo's head Wasn't yeah. it against Livy But the Which, goalie He almost had the ball in his hands And he sort of used the ball as a weapon But quite yeah. You know, managed to smack him in the face so It was I, I bizarre mean, As I say you, you can make light of it Have a laugh But it's no laughing matter for Jim Goodwin Because yeah. it's still one win in 14 um, The lady caller is concerned about What might happen from here on in So Livingston got away with one there Right, that's one Aberdeen fan who's worried Any St Mirren fans out there Fear the worst after the weekend Let's hear from you uh, Marvin Bartley our old pal of the show No socks uh, He says the win You're really offended by his fashion choice On yeah, sports scene I mean, last I, night aren't I, you? I'm, I'm thinking of a, a What do you call these things? A, a GoFund page or something like that That'll uh, do uh, To get socks from Marvin Bartley <laughs> <laughs> uh, He says the win was dedicated to David Martindale Who missed the match with kidney stones And he says he was in constant contact With the manager throughout the game Yeah, for Davey, for the boys For everyone at the club You know, um, obviously you know, the gap was taken ill yesterday uh, the players didn't actually find out till today on on the bus on the way up. Um, so yeah, it was obviously quite shocking news for them. It's quite shocking being around it yesterday when the gaffer obviously was taken to hospital. But yeah, dedicate that win to him definitely. We said we're not going to use it as an excuse. You know, at the end of the day, that can't happen. You know, players get injured. You know, and unfortunately we've, we've lost a staff member. But it was never going to be an excuse. You know, if we'd have lost that game, it would have never been because all oh, the manager wasn't here. Um, the players are well prepared all week. They knew what was expected of them. You know, he spoke about that before the game, and as I said, they went and executed it. Perfectly well. How much contact have you had? Um, probably about 105 calls um, <laughs> over the day. My battery's actually drained, so someone needs to give me an iPhone charger because he was calling me that much. But no, listen, he's a, he loves the game, doesn't he? So, you know, he's watching it on a... I think he paid for it. I'm not going to say he's watching it on a stream because then he'd get in trouble. So, yeah, I'm hoping he paid for it. You know, you can show the receipt. But yeah, we're in contact quite a lot. Uh, so, what about you, St Mirren fans? We said Aberdeen fans might be worried. You're on the same points, total and in... Poor form as well So if you want to share your thoughts We would be delighted To have them um, David Martin They wish him well Hugh Yeah um, I, I think Marvin said That he's now Out of hospital So uh, Hope your recovery Is going well David You you were missed And when you come back To the ground A word about socks You can me. just imagine The 105 phone calls Can't you Oh easily and volume high in these phone calls as well He's, he's a bit of a character on the sideline But yeah, Kobe Hugh says Wish him the best I uh, know a couple of people that have had kidney stones And certainly sounds very painful Absolutely uh, Let's bring in Simon who's a Kilmarnock fan Now we spoke to Simon last week And he was preparing for a tilt at the title Now that it's done it makes sense to check in And see how it feels uh, to be heading back to the top flight Simon Hi guys, how you doing? Um, yeah, absolutely buzzing with the weekend It's been a been a long kind of messy weekend but uh, worthwhile and of course the the nature of it on Friday I'm sure you'd, you would have taken it anyway that to come about but to do it in semi-dramatic fashion that must have added a bit extra to it yeah you could say it was the fairy tale ending to the match but um, we uh, we played 
he's hot in the first half, we weren't very good. It was just easy to, there's nothing else to do, say it. We played into our gross hands, playing kind of long balls, not really getting the ball in the deck. Um, that just played into our gross hands because Tam O'Brien and Richie Little, they were just sweeping everything up in front of them. Second half, we came out a completely different team. You know, we were getting the ball on the deck. We were trying to put the play into the wide areas, getting Fraser Murray involved a lot more. Um, as soon as we started doing that, you know, he felt there was only going to be one winner. Um, I was pretty calm in the second half. We were creating a lot of chances, and I thought, surely one of has got to go in, surely. Um, and then, you know, as the, as the time goes on, you're getting more and more nervous. But having watched the game back, when, you know, you know the result, you look at the, the stats of 66% possession, 20 shots from Kelly to five for our growth. Our growth's only shot on target was the goal. You know, it, we deserve to win that football match. We deserve to win the league. And uh, yeah, just absolutely delighted. It was a it was a great night for the town as well as the football team and the supporters. You know, we've, everyone, every fan of every team in the country's went through a lot. But, you know, Kilmarnock as a town in the last 10, 15 years has been decimated. It's been brilliant on Friday morning, walking around the town, seeing flags at windows, everyone wearing Kelly strips in the town centre. You know, the same on the Saturday, everyone, you know, wearing Kelly strips, going to the pub again on the Saturday afternoon for a light refreshment. And the Kelly players are back in the pubs in Comarnock, you know, some of them live in Edinburgh and places like that. And they stayed over, you know, spent the, the Friday night out with us, out with the fans and chasing some of the videos in the pubs of the players dancing about and singing. You know, it was just it was a really, really great night, a really great weekend, and you know, it's bringing the town together. I, I hate to say it, but Derek McInnes, this is the closest we're going to have to a Steve Clark type character, and I just really hope it can continue along the way. It is because it was a great crowd and a, a great atmosphere. Yeah, Hugh, it's been a great title race, and yeah. everyone knows their their both story. Kelly are there; they've done it. As we said earlier In the top flight So it applies The league table never lies They're the best team In the championship They will be back In the top flight next season But Derek McInnes knows They'll need to be Changing personnel Hold on a minute Don't burst Simon's bubble Just yet The guy's partying Over the weekend And you're already Writing them off For the premiership They're not writing them off Simply putting on The serious head To say that Derek McInnes is there As manager Because the season At one point Was not so hot And Tommy Wright Paid the price for that Uh now Derek has been told by Billy Bowie, the owner, that there'll be a fund there for transfers and <clears throat> Derek McInnes will, I'm sure, use the money wisely because he knows that rather than go up with a team that will struggle, he'd rather go up with one that will survive. Simon, can you imagine him out in Kilmarnock on Friday night just sitting in the corner saying, ah, nah, look, I know that was good, but we need to, need to improve this team next season. He's a killjoy. In fairness, it is that that's kind of a lot of the conversations. Maybe not on the Friday night, but on the Saturday. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, you, you give yourself a couple of hours at least. I'm sure. Um, yeah, Andy, your old pal Kyle Lafferty, um, an inspired signing, one of the four yeah. nominees for Player of the Year in the Championship, despite playing twelve league games only. And uh, as we said, after one season's absence, Kelly are heading back up. Yeah, but you could see his impact on the team since he joined, and and wasn't certainly wasn't surprised. But I thought Simon's uh, reflection of the game was spot on. I thought the first half was a real poor game. Uh, I think Abroff will look at that chance for for Jack Hamilton to make it two as a real turning point in the game. And then I thought this. I just thought the first half Kelly never really played with any real 
full tempo, real intensity, and, and then it kind of says they almost get caught up in the occasion, but second half was completely different. It was waves the attack. I thought Fraser Murray was excellent uh, in the second half. I thought Chris Buck's, uh, Chris Buck's set-piece deliveries yep. was always causing problems. So, yeah, worthy winners of the championship and a big club to come back into the top Simon, three. enjoy your week. Then we'll maybe look at what needs to be done for next season. Um, Tinky Boy is sending us pictures now of Marvin Bartley's ankles. Just to make you relive it, Hugh Keevans. Yeah, yeah, shocking, absolutely shocking. The, the compliance officer should be involved in this. And you're more of a modern man, you accepting that? <sighs> well, I don't mind it, to be honest yeah. with you. I think Hugh's shown his age. We'll have words. <laughs> we'll have words on Wednesday. You have to wear socks with your hush puppies, though, don't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah of course. But, uh, yeah, but, I mean, it, you wouldn't tell if he's got socks or not. He's wearing trousers that I think belong to a six foot four man before him. <laughs> <laughs> the crop trouser is for the young man, and Hugh Keevans is many things. Young no. is not one of them. you bring flares into the studio? I'm, I'm so old, I don't remember young. <laughs> <laughs> uh, right, let's look at the teaser. I think you will squish it. Uh, Dino let's says. Let's not get one wrong, Hugh. Come on. Dino says the last 10 players to have scored two or more. In a single old firm game So guys like Dembele Edward Goldson what? Na- Nacho Novo No He's not in the last 10 Lee, Lee Griffith <sighs> He's not on there at all oh. no. Kenny Miller Yes Friend of the show Stephen Naismith Yep Who's Scott, the most recent one? Scott Sinclair Scott Sinclair's not on it No he's not on Who's the most recent one? Miller was right And Anyone The what The what sorry? The most recent one Oh, Hatati. Yes, Rio Hatati. Okay, four to get. We'll get them next. Number one for football in Glasgow and the West. 0141-951-1025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Hugh Evans and Andy Halliday are here. It's the final part of the show, which means we've got time for more calls, more tweets, and we'll take a look at this teaser again. Dino from Clyde Bank, full time at Clyde1.com is where he sent it. And he wants to know the last 10 players to score two or more in an old firm game. Kenny Miller, Stephen Naismith, Moussa Dembele, Odson Edward, Connor Goldson and Rio Hatati so far. Four to get. Georgie Samaras. Well done. Yeah, I've got nine. I'm missing one. Give us one more. Gary Hooper. Yes, okay. Two to get. We'll get them before the end of the show. I am certain of it. Uh, Okay, let's bring in Alec, who's a Motherwell fan. What's on your mind tonight, Alec? Hi Gordon, uh, Andy and Hugh. My point is the model manager. He's got a humble ratio in the last few months. One out of 15. I don't know the rest of the, the stats, but I think for any manager who's only not the, the team who had the one again in the last six games, who didn't play Rangers, they're at home. Rangers have been to 10 men. We seemed quite comfortable in the first half, and then Rangers pumped us in the second half. That's to me, that's no good management. I just think it's time Graham Alexander stepped aside. Other managers in the league, uh, the record's not as bad as his. Have almost. I'm not there for somebody who was a job. Don't get me wrong, but I just don't think he's doing a good enough job at Malibu. Well, the club, the, the, I like the club appear to think he's. Doing a good enough job Because they've extended his contract I I can fully understand Where you're coming from In terms of the stats All over this league There are teams with shocking records Dundee under Mark McGee 10 games, no wins St Mirren under Stephen Robinson 9 games, 8 defeats Jim Goodwin at Aberdeen 1 win in 14 It's, it's a strange league Hebs have binned Sean Maloney 
uh, for not getting the right results. Uh, but you are part of a groundswell at Motherwell because even on the day when they made the top six, we had a caller saying that they hoped to use the additional revenue to pay off Graham Alexander. So he, he clearly has a credibility problem with part of the Motherwell support. Yeah, I hate to say that word again, Alec, but the, the league table doesn't lie. Such was Motherwell's good start to the season, although their form has been really poor since since the turn of the year. They deservedly made the top six. And I do think, obviously, it certainly coincides with the fact that no other team sort of round about them managed to put a run together. Uh, regarding the game at the weekend, yeah, I, I felt as if after the red card of Leon Balgan, Motherwell started to get a little bit of a foothold. You could see they, they were galvanised by the red card, started to press trains a bit higher, force them into mistakes. Obviously, force and Kamara into the mistake to to, to get the equaliser. But if it almost felt as if the early mm. goal in the second half was a, was a sucker punch and... Uh, I think Graham Alexander will be disappointed to, to how his team reacted to that for the rest of the game. I'm interested, Alec. I wonder if there, are, you know, if there's a culture shift here because you mentioned that you know, well, other managers are losing their job for less than this, and we're talking about 13 games. Was it 11 games for Jack Ross, and you know, kind of yeah. four months in charge for Sean Maloney? I do think that there was a there was a clear impact uh, to the detriment of the team losing Tony Watt in January. He was the main source of their goals leading up to to uh, to the new year. And, you know, Kevin Van Veen's been been excellent uh, for Motherwell this season, but yeah, the weight of, of goals that Tony Watt was pitching in mm. certainly certainly seemed to affect them. I mean, don't get me wrong, Alec. I I get it. I really, really get it. It's not been great. It's certainly the results have been poor. It's not been fun to watch. But in a league where Motherwell possibly have the I don't know ninth, tenth big, biggest budget to finish sixth, how do you sack a manager off the back of that? I mean, like. Like you or no, no, that's a bad example because we don't have real jobs. But to most people listening, they have targets. They've got KPIs. Call them what you want. Things that they will be judged on. Any Motherwell manager that makes the top six, it's job done, is it not? Well, I don't think so, Gordon. Because at the end of the day, see, Graham Alexander. Every player in that stadium was fit. Graham Alexander to me doesn't seem to know his best starting eleven. Because it changes week after week after week. Guys will, will play, and then it's in the paper, and they'll say, uh, he, he played well, blah, blah, what have you. But the next week, the guy's in the subs bench. Like Woolery, for example. I mean, the, the guy can come on, he, he plays brilliant, but the next week, he's in the bench. The following week, he might start again. And it, it, it just doesn't seem to know his best start in 11. It's been chopped and changed. The only one that's never lost his place all year is Kelly. Every other player I think's been a sub at some point. He just doesn't seem to know he's best eleven. Yeah. The thing is, Hugh, that's all valid and I'm almost certain every Motherwell fan, even if they're split on Graham Alexander, will will agree with Alex's point about yeah. chopping and changing the team. It, it, it certainly has been a factor. But to go back to the the big picture, if you like, uh-huh. if you are Alan Burroughs or you are on the Motherwell board and you've seen the team fail to make the top six loads of times uh-huh. since the split was introduced. And you know that your budget is dwarfed by Hibs and by Aberdeen. You're also seeing players signing pre-contracts with Dundee because they pay more. Yeah. You're also seeing your top striker leaving for Dundee United who are blowing you out the water on wages there. If you finish sixth, is that the stuff about the style or the chopping and changing the team probably seems less important. What is the realistic level of expectation where Motherwell are concerned? I think that Stephen Robinson, when he was the manager, had those periodic moments of glory where 
he would make it to two cup finals yep. and appear in Europe. But there have been long periods under Graham Alexander, the period when they won five points out of a possible 33 at one stage. He hasn't been able to throw in those little moments of stardust mm. uh, and that maybe uh, upset some Motherwell supporters. But I come back to the realistic level of expectation. Is it any better mm. than where they are now? Yes, it's a really interesting one Andy I wouldn't dream of shooting Alec down Because so many Motherwell fans feel like that Loads and loads <laughs> of them feel like that I'm struggling to remember too many examples though Of a team that's quite clearly achieved Its pre-season objective Maybe even more And is sort of punching above its weight financially In terms of the league table And there's been such a groundswell of negativity yeah. Against the manager I It's think, fascinating I think when you look at the key point of what you just made there is certainly the matchup in terms of budgets because you look at Aberdeen when they sacked Derek McInnes I think to everyone it seemed like a harsh sacking considering his success of getting the team third in the league consistently in cup finals and cup semi-finals but Graham Alexander's got to deal with the hand he's working with and he certainly doesn't have a, a budget to go and sign players for six-figure sums and, and attract players on free contracts when Dundee United are taking your top goal scorer and apparently doubling, tripling the pay whatever it is so you've got to say for what he's working with the budget and and uh, where he's took Motherwell this season he's done a great job don't get me wrong uh, the turn of form since January has been yes, poor so you can understand why there's there's, uh, there's murmurs and disappointments there but, but that's what I, I don't about, think it's enough to lose his job that's for sure that's what I said about the, the shift in culture now it's, it's normal now for fans to expect managerial change in a dozen games you know uh-huh. if, if a dozen games don't go your way that's become normal and someone made the point at the weekend if Graham Alexander started the season like this m- maybe does get the Go on. Maybe he does get yeah, the sack, yeah. but the fact remains they made the top six, and I'm I'm, I'm struggling. By the way, they've still got four games to potentially get Europe as well. Yeah, Hugh, and that's the thing. I've seen a lot of, um, oh, you know, the, the even Motherwell fans over the weekend saying, "How lucky are we? Other results have gone our way." If we keep coming back to what we've basically hinged the full show on about the league table not lying, Motherwell are level on points with a European place. Yeah. With four games to uh, five games to four games, four games to go, and they haven't won a game in 2022. Uh, other that they've won one in 2022, but uh, I mean, we are in danger of creating a sacking culture here. I think that's uh, happened already, hasn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah I mean, five years ago, Hibs, Hibs, but this season, Andy, Hibs have done it, Aberdeen have done it, Dundee did it. Uh, so St. Mirren lost Jim Goodwin, had to replace him, uh, and I think that's a perfectly valid point Had Graham Alexander started the season The way he went on in the middle of the season He might not be there now Mm. But at the very outset I said to the caller That Motherwell clearly don't agree With what's been said about the manager Because they have extended his contract I think you could see it a bit at the weekend Andy Do you think he'll be upped You know he said on, on Sky after the game you know, we made top six. I don't know why we're not getting the credit because he will be replaying the conversation that he probably had with Alan Burrows and others in the summer. What's my objective yeah. for this season? And do you know what? It might not even have been as strong as you must finish top six. It certainly would have been discussed. And they, they've done it. Yeah. So you wonder how he feels about the, the criticism. Yeah, and that, I mean, they, they almost are in a similar boat to Dundee United in terms of Dundee United have never really put a great run together since the turn of the year in January. Probably picked mm. up a couple more wins, the odd draw here and there. But you almost look at Motherwell and Graham Alexander 
is a complete opposite mm. to what Malcolm McKay and Ross County have done. Yes. Because Malcolm McKay and Ross County yeah. went 10 games without a win, foot at the table. Was there mummers there for him losing and the job? The, Maybe not. And but the, then, p- the perception would be that Ross County have had, done a, an incredible have had a good season, Motherwell have had a bad season, they're on the same points. Yep. Five games to go. Nature yeah. of football, Gordon. Anyway, uh, let's try and round off this teaser. We're looking for two more players who are in the last 10 to have scored a double. Or more uh, in an old well, firm game. You've got Kenny Miller, you've got Samaras, Hooper, Naismith, Dembele, Edward Goldson, and Hatati. Chris Collins. Nope. No, Scott McDonald. Yes. And then uh, I don't know the last one yet. Seriously? Yep. It's very recently. Is that? Yes. Very recently. It's the second most recent one. It's in between Connor Goldson and Rio Hatati. Yeah, uh, I know it. I know it. He's injured for Leipzig. On you go, Hugh. You can take the thunder. Well, it's not Morelos. <laughs> nope. Yeah, the other, it's the other one. one. It's the other one. It's Roof. Yeah, it's it's well Kima. Oh, I love that teamwork there. Even injured, Andy Halley gets to the byline, whips one in. Keevans taps in with the hush puppies on. Brilliant. Thank you very much to Andy and Hugh. Thanks for all your calls, your tweets. And for those of you who just listen quietly, as always, we appreciate it. Tomorrow night, we are back at six with Gordon DL. And Roger Hanna building up to a big week in Europe for Rangers. And in the meantime, you might as well stay right there because Callum Gallagher is up next. He'll look after you for the rest of the evening and we will see you at six tomorrow.